podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, to review joyous or a disastrous World Cup final, depending on which team you may support, I have the OG co-host, Giri. Hello, Giri. Welcome to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello, Ajit. Thanks for having me here. Uh, I'm very happy you chose to join us back. Unfortunately, the time... And the game that you have come to review with us is rather a little unfortunate. I do know you support the Indian cricket team. Before we go there, however, how have you been doing? Been a while between drinks? Not too bad. Not too bad. Busy with work and other stuff. Uh, I haven't had too much time to follow mm. cricket. I mean, I've been following cricket, but not been able to join you for one of these episodes. But then again, um, I must say there is a bit too much cricket in the last few months. Um, you remember when we started... Hmm. with the world test championship final when we got yeah, yeah. both both of us when we got together um at the oval you know the third day's play mm-hmm. um from then on it's been non-stop cricket and I, I i did love that match and then of course the ashes mm-hmm. which is more appealing to me red ball cricket right so <laughs> right uh, and then too much of white ball cricket so not much um been happening apart from that right so just following the scores and stuff but this world cup was yeah um, it, it does leave a very strange taste in my mouth. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm going to go to that in a bit more detail a bit further later, I would say. Um, all goes well. How, how are you doing in your off-season? Well, uh, how shall we put it politely? Expanding into the winter's uh, requirement of uh, keeping warm, I would say. But yeah, outside of that, well, I'm missing playing cricket and I'm I must say a bit sick of the limited hour stuff. I'm really looking forward to the beginning of the uh, Antipodian test season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. South Africa and Australia, right? So, And probably mm-hmm. also New Zealand. I don't know if New Zealand is playing yeah, a test. Yeah. I think they will. Yeah, so really look forward to that. Yeah, I mean, the Christmas Boxing Day test match and the New Year's test match. I do miss mm-hmm. that though. I mean, so that's where I really, you know, um, it, it's a good time for us in the Northern Hemisphere um, you know, to be following test cricket during the winter months when there is not much to do, especially out outdoors. Oh right? yeah. So, although you know the timings can be a bit antisocial, <laughs> mm. there's really early in the morning stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, if we can catch one or two sessions in between, you know, on a, in each day's play, it would be fantastic. So, yeah. No, correct. I mean, I'm happy that uh, it starts off a little early and sometimes uh, unusually early as well. I'll concede that, but. I don't mind that. So at least it will not clash perfectly with my work day. That is uh, 9.30 to 5, 5.30. So I'm very happy that I'm actually able to follow a little bit of cricket beforehand and then start my day off, so to say. But yeah, um, looking forward to already a bit of Sheffield Shield games warming up, so to say, for the Antipodian summer, so Boxing Day and so on. So all of those, well, we'll get into it shortly. But before all that... Let's get into the meat, meat of the matter, the World Cup final. 
I dare say our favorite team. What happened, Kiri? Um, well, if I'm brutally honest, hmm. um, we I'm going to say we here because I'm biased towards the Indian cricket team. We were beaten by hmm. a very professional performance from, um, I would say, a winning culture. Not even a team. It's it's part of their culture, mm-hmm. and it it took me you know more than twenty four hours for this to settle in. Uh, mm. I was a bit awry, if you remember when we were talking off air. I was way too emotional, you know. Uh, we waited for more than ten years, even twelve years, for a fifty over World Cup to be hosted again in India, mm. and India played so well, winning all those eleven games on the trot, beating everybody. I mean, not just beating the. They, um, it was like a rampaging river. The whole Indian team, the performance was fantastic. It was one of the most all-rounded performance I saw in a World Cup by an Indian team. Um, mm. I, I mean, I think 2011 may have been close, but they had a lot more close games in those uh, in that World Cup. Mm. Um, if I think back uh, in this World Cup, I think India had a good challenge in Chennai against Australia. And then the one against New Zealand was also probably good until you know Daryl Mitchell took too too long to finish uh, you know reach hundred. I think that was the turning point. Um, what else? I think in- India did not have that much of a test leading up to this. Of course, the semi final was okay. I mean, even though it was a high scoring game, uh-huh. and they found out what it actually means to play on the big stage. Right. <laughs> and unfortunately you know we had this bitter experience first hand experience in fact of mm. uh, watching india lose live in front of our very own eyes at the well, oval I, this year i guess we walked away before the final rights were read but well, well yeah i know what you mean yeah of course i mean i was part of it so i was i did partake in <laughs> some some of it so mm. um so i'm going to say i mean it, it does come as a shock to the system of course but um I mean you have to give credit to the Australian cricket team and I am an ardent admirer mm. uh of Pat Cummins and I've said this to you many number of times the way he plays his cricket um and the kind of attitude he shows on the field and off the field a real statesman I think in the making mm. uh not I mean at least in his um media conferences and such I've not seen him being a real cocky Aussie Mm-hmm. like his predecessors i mean uh, to name a few ricky ponting because <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he was one of the standouts um so he he seems very respectful and yeah i mean very polished you know i mean too polished for an aussie sometimes i think i think and yeah i mean uh, uh, his attitude towards cricket is really giving everything while he's out there mm-hmm. on the field i mean you remember when we were watching the match at the oval uh, and we had an aussie fan sitting next to us Yes, yes. Um and I saw him, I mean I I saw during the during the play that um Pat Cummins who was fielding at mid on no mm-hmm. mid off actually when mm-hmm. Mitchell Stark was bowling and then there was a ball hit towards the cover and then Pat Cummins ran after it like like anything I mean he he like his life depended on him saving that boundary and then he mm-hmm. did manage to uh, dive and save the save the boundary save one run for his team. Yes. I made a remark to the gentleman who was sitting next to uh, the Aussie gentleman who was sitting next to us i said why mm. is your captain throwing himself around on the field this is just the start of the uh, you know um, english summer mm. and you're going to you're going to have five more ashes tests and after that you will have the odi world cup 
what if he gets injured that's what i said to him hmm and then he looked at me in disbelief and he told me you know in my face hmm. why i mean i am very happy that my captain is putting in 100% more than 100% in saving that one run and setting that kind of a mindset within the team with where everybody can follow suit you know the leader is leading by example and he said i mean i'm very happy to see him do that if he gets injured so be it it's part of the game but i'm yeah. happy that he he's you know showing his full commitment and so when i when i saw australia win yesterday um it took me back to that moment when i had the short discussion and then i just understood what it means to them you know um and now to see that uh, the 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 finals performance i mean we'll come to that a bit in a bit uh, in a detail mm. in details i would say Mm. Uh, the kind of mindset he has enforced reinforced in the team um after um you know team pains uh, tenure mm. taking over taken over as the test ball captain i mean test team captain and now um leading them also in all three formats um so it's, right. it's amazing i mean uh, really true testament to a fantastic leader and i'm even more happy you know i did i think i i did uh, tweet out yesterday Uh, wondering who the last bowling captain was who won the world cup 50 over world cup and it was one particular uh, imran khan of course but i i would classify him more as an all-rounder than a bowler but um, by then he was yeah. a batting all-rounder potentially yeah he was so who who else was it you know probably kapil dev <laughs> kapil dev so, okay. since 1983 a genuine mm. uh, fast bowler mm. leading his team um yeah into the annals of cricket you know being a world cup world champions again mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just a winning machine this uh, australian team it's a winning culture as i said absolutely look to complete that double in a year where you are now the holders of the world test championship as well as the 50 over world cup that's quite something and he is a very deserved winner i would say so if you look at his own performances his attitude on the field you've summarized beautifully also his performances on the in the pitch have grown and probably he's instrumental in keeping head or backing head to be included in this team because he just felt right and look head delivered he won them the trophy in the finals right so if you we were to have a quick look at the statistics india started beautifully so at you know 76 for 1 nine and a half overs in you would think india are right on top and you would think is comments probably reviewing the fact he won the toss and chose to bowl first when you know this indian team once they pick up some momentum they'll run away and maybe get to 300 or 400 or whatever and then you are buried right they may do to australia what australia did to india in 2003 finals if you remember right that that's a real possibility here but he, they didn't blink they went with their belief what stood out between the two teams for me was the belief australia played like winners india played like they wanted to win so that's the difference for me and look that was the crucial wicket right there the very fact that he brought in maxwell who was actually bowling uh, after a very costly over you know he believed in maxwell to give him that breakthrough which maxwell did albeit of a miscue from rohit that could have gone for six or four and things could have been different but it was a miscue again this man had dives the first important turning point in that game to take that unbelievable catch he ran from point by the way all the way to past cover point to almost covers to take that catch so that was crucial and you saw how important it was but then 
they turned the screws they worked as a unit a hunting pack indian batting team which would score boundaries at will throughout this world cup scored hardly four boundaries in the last no 80% of their innings how often do you get to see that point number 1 right they pressurized kohli even kohli was sort of um, reduced to scoring at 85 strike rate which he did i mean in this case i have nothing to blame kohli for shreyas iyer failed four and out that was probably not the wisest thing to do but well if you are worked out in the first three or four balls and he was out to a good ball again from comins right so not a lot to talk there rahul probably played a very pivotal role and had he played another 4 or 5 overs you would think he would have taken india past to 60 maybe something very very competitive that didn't happen he was dismissed again at the right moment just when it looked right you saw jadeja had been dismissed jadeja did not look comfortable at the crease it fell all on rahul and hopefully suryakumar yadav this was potentially the point why surya had been chosen this innings would have been the definition of why he would have been included you can you imagine if surya had hit a 25 ball 50 and india had gone to 290 what sort of things we would have read in the paper that was not meant to be so 18 of 28 and then rahul was dismissed right there that was stark so right through the innings even through the middle overs he rotated his bowlers hazelwood from one end or stark from one end while a spinner was operating on the other end he himself pulled a stellar spell 2 for 34 of 10 overs but I think the more crucial spell was delivered by Stark, who had given some runs at the top of the order, but he came back to take crucial wickets or tie India down. He was the one who dismissed Rahul. And then when Surya Kumar couldn't get going, Hazelwood and Cummins just shut the innings down at the end. India scored, you know, to think, you know, 43-44 runs in their last 10 overs. They had five wickets in hand, you would think, but that's where the difference happened. Another 30-40 runs, India would have come out believing differently. So, I mean... At the halfway back, there was no doubt Australia were the favourites. What happened after that, Kiri? Well, just to mention one more point before we move on to the Australian batting innings. Um, I was just watching how Pat Cummins was, you know, moving the field is around. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about the dismissal of Rohit Sharma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the boundary riders were on the leg side. On I think it was on the deep mid-wicket boundary and the long on boundary. Mm-hmm. uh because it was within the first power play right Correct. um Correct. and maxwell you know the uh, the general um tendency for any batter who would see a big gap on the offside with no boundary riders would be to go over the top right either down the ground or towards the offside hmm. so um what i had seen was we had a short cover and then there was a the mid off but there was also the point the point was not inside the ring it was, he was on the edge hmm uh, travis head was actually closer to the you know edge of the 30 yard circle um so because of that i think he was able to run towards that ball running backwards just like kapil dev taking that catch of wave richards it brings it brings that back to my uh, you know Good back comparison. to my memory because i think that was also one of the pivotal points i think that was the turning point in that world cup final as well absolutely so i would even compare it to this um so i think this that that two, probably... i suppose but hmm? yes it had two i think kohli's dismissal was the second one but the first one undoubtedly was what you already brought up that dismissal yeah, but, of yeah, yeah so yeah rohit sharma is the agenda setter right so he mm-hmm. has taken the role so nicely this uh, in in this this world cup as well as this year so yeah mm-hmm. another 5 6 overs of rohit sharma you never know australian bowlers would have been downbeat i think he would have taken them apart even more 
no, but that wasn't it wasn't to happen yeah i mean <laughs> no i think he did his work there i mean he was dismissed at an inopportune moment but 76 for 2 in the 10th over you've basically done it for your team yeah but we also forget to um uh, we we also forget to remember that you know the the pitch has its own part to play in this final right so Correct. the pitch um so if he had been a bit more let's say careful um yeah i mean if if, if as you know now jyoti the one said if sand birds were uh, whatever it was pots and pans there would have been no <laughs> something uh but anyway i mean if do you credit uh, you're not uh, to blame here he's famous for mixing yeah. his metaphors but go on <laughs> mm-hmm. so i mean you're thinking uh, of a straight uh, metaphor you had to think of two and mix them all right yeah anyway it doesn't matter so mm-hmm. um and of course you know i think the other thing that i noticed during their uh, bowling innings was the reverse swing all of a sudden you saw reverse swing in this match uh Correct. i think kl rahul got out um he was caught behind because of reverse swing Uh, yes, he was wasn't it mixed stuck it was stuck yeah yes um so and of course surya kumar yadav i mean it was such a soft dismissal <laughs> and wow. the other thing i noticed was you mm. know pat cummins bowled a lot of um, slow bouncers slow mm-hmm. bouncers into the wicket into the wicket not allowing the batsmen to uh, get any uh, you know pace off the bat so they had to put all the Uh, power into their shots and people like rahul who is more of a touch player mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't use his uh, you know bottom hand that much Correct. so uh, that made a difference i think so anyway uh, you've already no, but even surya mm-hmm. even surya you were right i think he failed to play that same to uh, same shot twice sort of over mm-hmm. the left shoulder hike to find like mm-hmm. that he specializes mm-hmm. in to short pitched bowling twice they were sh- slowish shot balls which he was unable to time and finally yeah. he got out trying to play the yeah, same I mean, shot. We I mean famously his very first ball in international cricket mm. he hooked Jofra Archer over fine leg for six. You remember that? Absolutely. <laughs> It was a I 145 mean, plus delivery and then uh, exactly he just that, you know that's yeah. what Rohit Sharma needs. Uh, sorry, that's what Surya needs and that's what yeah. Marshall and no they shouldn't be giving to him. Right? Yeah, so not that game awareness. Yeah, and then okay. they stayed in the moment, right? So they were not emotional. they had some plans they stuck to their plans and then they executed their plans it's probably one of those days where everything comes together you know like uh, like the famous saying you know i love it when mm. when a plan comes together <laughs> from the a team absolutely right <laughs> australia right. were the a team today so led by uh, <laughs> yeah led absolutely by well yeah. look if you look at the second innings i mean india sort of had the start they needed right so warner dismissed cheap cheaply Marsh mm. and Smith, crucially Smith. So at forty-seven for three, well, the number of overs remaining would probably not come into it. But seven overs, forty-seven for three, India would have had their tails up. What happened from mm. then on? Well, <laughs> one mm. question I have is why didn't mm. Siraj bowl uh, open the bowling? Because why mm. uh, it was so far Siraj and Bumrah, exactly. and Shami was coming in as the first change. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I I don't understand why that happened maybe there was that was for a reason we don't know but look Siraj I mean he was not the hottest bowler in this 11 but he is the bowler you would trust of all the bowlers he would be the bowler you would trust because of what he did in the Asia Cup final simply because right. suddenly something happens to him in the finals apparently so what if there will always be what if right so what if he was given the uh, opening to attack and he ran through Australia Australia 55 for 6 or something 
right well yeah. as i said ifs and buts you would think it's very tough <laughs> yeah hmm. so so um so after the break when you know there were five four week three wickets down for 47 as you said mm-hmm. um so i was taking a break until then and then i came back on the switched on the television and then mm-hmm. i saw i think the score was 51 for three and travis Fine. head was batting against uh, bowling of mohammad shami Mm-hmm. he guided one ball beautifully to the third man boundary in between the slips and the gully to the boundary yes. now he rode his luck he he continued to bludgeon he continued to hit yeah that's, i mean of course and then he hit one down the ground which went mm. for four and then i turned off the tv because i couldn't take it anymore you saw the writing on the wall <laughs> i was just following scores yeah i saw the mm. writing on the wall because i saw the travis head was I mean he's probably riding his, his luck as you said but then I thought he was um in one of those you know ominous uh, touches right so he was really uh, bludgeoning uh, the bowlers I mean he did the same thing also in the world test championship finals he's like india's nemesis <laughs> uh, we once had aidan were yeah yeah i mean left handed opener yeah. hard hitting yeah. opener excellent comparison yeah. absolutely yeah but kamadar kamad the man he was one of the persons backed in spite of an injury who would keep uh, one of their openers or one of their main players out half the tournament expecting when he comes back he's going to do what is required he did hmm. another player yeah. who was Manas not Labishain. absolutely was not yeah, even supposed actually. to be in the 11 uh, it was not even supposed to be in the squad forget it right he takes an opportunity hmm. on a game where somebody is injured he does enough to give his team management thought like you know this guy might still I mean right through the tournament we spoke that playing smith and labushkagni in the same 11 is sort of is sort of an overkill but then towards the end arthurton uh, mike arthurton wrote an article where only the teams who have had good top order test match batsmen have been successful except england england is the only exception to that rule so in this case every other team they have been successful because their top order has been packed by test match batsmen right and australia smith labushkagne warner head you have the answer right then india same thing so when you look at it he came good he played a perfect test match innings 58 of 110 strike rate 52 it wouldn't have mattered simply because travis head was going at 114 strike rate but more importantly i think there was a period between the 20th and 25th over i think travis between travis head and labushkagne i think they hit the boundary of the first ball of every over it was clear what they were trying to do and well must be said rohit sharma tried it all travis had played potentially a flawless innings as well there were no chances to be had and when you look at that maras labushkagne simply shut the door look he never got into any sort of temptation when you see his strike rate you can see he knew all he needed to do was just play around whoever is coming between head and maxwell and maybe even uh, english they are all hitters all this guy needs to do stay at one end there is going to be never any run rate pressure for him and he did that so two people they sort of took a punt on this management it paid off so it's it's sort of a perfect storm if you are looking at india and why they failed it would have taken a storm of such perfect proportions to beat this indian team that's the way i look at it unbeaten a bunch of champion players all sort of peaking there or thereabouts and suddenly they are beaten simply because that had to happen the things that were cooking on the other side were so specific and so accurate and of course the attitude that they bring to the knockouts look maxwell did almost nothing he took a very crucial wicket 
the one more important the one of the first important wickets in this game second one being kohli's dismissal if kohli had carried on you would still say maybe india would have gotten 280 and that would have been a completely different ball game the moment they got to 280 right that's the problem now you are looking at what differentiate australia from any other team uh, i think anindya one of my guests even before the world cup said it and you couldn't summarize it any better he said australia will choose any set of players and imbue them with that confidence or it's innate in that culture the winning culture that you talked about that says no we are going to go win this and other teams this india team is actually an exception they are not easily cowed um teams like south africa even england in this tournament potentially they were a team of champions that wouldn't believe it normally this is why south africa is associated with that that red sea world and so on right but you would still think this is very unfortunate this indian team look at this 11 i mean surya shami even ravindra jadeja potentially kohli rohit and bumrah i don't know which way it'll go really may maybe the answer is no six or seven of these will never play another 50 over world cup i don't know if you think the same way this is what i think though they are all going now after more than a decade of trying no icc trophies No, I mean Champions Trophy is fine, but yeah, yeah. Uh, at least no 50 over World Cup mm-hmm. in India. <laughs> no 50 over World Cup. No, but India has not won anything significant mm-hmm. since Dhoni yeah. won the Champions Trophy, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's actually yeah. a decade. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me that. Very deserving performance, Kohli. Sort of set it up beautifully. 50th hundred in the semi-final in front of Tendulkar at home, right? And he was set to make another hundred. I thought. I thought who writes this man's script frankly between the two of us when him and Jadeja sorry between him and Rahul when they had that partnership going it was still they were going a little under 5 an over uh, they were going a little under 6 an over but that was not going to be ever a problem you saw what in theory Rahul was capable of and between these two I thought they'll take India to around 230 by the 30th 40th over and that that would be it it was not meant to be and I thought Kohli will go on to make another 100 of 108 balls get out making 115 of 113 again it was not meant to be so i mean australia run away deserved winners that captain that management everything as i said this is the perfect storm that they would have needed to beat india and they absolutely had it that day yeah individual performers in indian team right so virat kohli highest run getter mohammad shami highest wicket taker yeah. yeah highest wicket taker out of the series yeah india had both mm-hmm. uh but mm-hmm. look at australia Of course, Adam Zampa was one wicket less than uh, uh, Mohammad Shami. But look at all the others. Look at the batters. Correct. Where are all your batters? Right. So there is no one single individual who has always been doing well. Of course, Travis Head came into the side a little uh, later in the tournament. Uh, but you don't have a lot of people. I mean, you you don't have individual um, um, prolific run getters. I would say. it's it's basically i mean if you look at that uh, you can even say it's total team performance i mean with, there was one uh, glen maxwell it 200 was. there was a 170 plus by mitch marsh uh, and there was um, wasn't there Get a century it. by uh, who was that head made 100 david head warner 100 150 plus head made 100 on comeback yeah exactly. warner 200 yeah, so 200 so there there were a lot of players contributing just like india did but you know if, if you compare them side by side mm. I mean, I I would even say India were, mm. yeah, top heavy, and they were a bit frail in the middle order. Oh, definitely, especially with you know. Surya and um, 
Yeah, Rahul yeah, yeah. has also to got has also got to keep wickets so that there's additional strain on him. Uh, I mean, I'm Jadeja is a good all-rounder. I know he he's a very good test all-rounder in my opinion. For one-day cricket and for T20s, I'm not always mm. sure about his credentials. This is a big statement I'm making. Look at his previous performance to 2019 semi-finals. Mm-hmm. He he scored a 50, of course. But then it's it's not like yeah an impactful performance. He's there amongst the runs, but it's not an impactful performance. I would have loved to have seen Rishabh Pant. You know, I mean, what would have happened if he was in the 11? It would have been yeah probably a different approach. Well, yeah, more ifs and buts. You don't know. I mean, Rishabh Pant, by the way, even before he got injured, must be said he had not made the one-day yeah, team yeah. spot his own. That's true. Must be said. Yeah. So, I don't know if he would have ever been a part of the plans for this World Cup, even if he had been available, because yeah. the flexibility that Rahul brings, and Rahul belongs in the eleven, simply because he's so good with the batting, and mm. he he showed That's through the right to the tournament. That's he's true. he deserves that place. So, anyway, uh, if you park the ifs and buts on the side. That's really unfortunate, but as Rohit Sharma said rightly, they tried everything they could. They were just beaten by a superior team on the day. That's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, we have to so, be um, hmm. mindful of the fact that you know, I mean, when all the dust settles, if you look back on the performance, India's performance throughout the World Cup, all these eleven, twelve matches, they were fantastic. They were just not up to the mark on one in hmm. one match. That's all. So eleven out of twelve is not really that bad. of course the one they lost is hmm. what actually matters for some of them but I mean, let let's take a couple of steps back and then uh, see they have actually lost to um, as i said again i'm going to repeat it again winning culture uh, six world cups mm-hmm. australia has won six men's world cups you know 250 world cups i'm reading a statistic here in yeah so they have won 20 world cup titles so i'm going to read it out six in the 50 overs one, the mm-hmm. the first one couple of years ago uh mm-hmm. 2021 t20 world cup uh women's odi world cup titles yeah that's seven of them women's t20 seven yeah and women's t20 seven, world yeah. cup titles so that's again uh, six of them so seven and six 13 already uh by the women <laughs> and uh, six plus one seven mm. yeah seven by the men's team hmm? did you get that right do you think 13 yeah. world cup titles yeah. for from women that's what i read here really that's a tweet from uh, cricket Oof. yeah <laughs> holy cow batman i mean we know their women's team is of a different pedigree i mean we don't even need to go there if you think of this superlatives are apart culture and all of that apart you would think i mean the indian team would give anything to walk away home with the trophy after having done so well sort of a perfect storm cooked up uh, with the help of a little bit of uh, let's say a little bit of uh, partiality towards them Yeah. as the tournament went on but look they were there they couldn't take it they couldn't bring it home so it was a pity i mean they played well they still played like a champion team until that day they were when they were beaten by a superior attitude and it's just unfortunate that they lost so it's okay they they will definitely hold their heads high i mean when we look back at this game we will actually realize that you know um it couldn't have probably gone on in any other way Uh, this close to the event it feels uh if you are an india fan probably that you are robbed but the further you go away from it the more you'll probably realize it's exactly deserving sort of a result and uh, the australian team deserved to win it because of the way they played that day and also look when they were in trouble through the tournament maxwell dug them out once and so on and so on so they made it here they sort of their engine got warmed up a little slowly but once it got warmed up you know there was only going to be one result 
and that's what ended up so uh, let's have a quick look at couple of these players from australia as well stark potentially will not play again warner we know will not head might not smith no i don't think maxwell will not so it's also a very good going away present hazelwood doubtful all of these people may not play another 50 or world cup again so wonderful wonderful going away gift captain himself might not play but speaking of captain comments is he now sealed his legacy for the ages already do you think he has won the world test championship he has won the 50 over world cup but i'm going to say but he has only retained the ashes mm-hmm. so aha uh-huh. so they will have ashes next time around in australia right so um yeah, yeah, yeah. i I'm, i i don't know if he's going to be the captain for next two ashes we'll see because he's still he's a fast bowler right so we don't know how long he's going to play so i'm correct. i'm going to correct correct I'm going to wait for him to win an Ashes on English soil before I say that. But he is up there. Aha! Now you're right. And what you expect is literally <laughs> the Holy Grail if you're an Australian. Where you go win the uh, Ashes in England and you've already won the World Cup. So, well, I mean, that's actually the Holy Grail. But if anyone is capable of, you would think this man is capable yeah, of yeah. it, isn't it? Sure. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think he's a born winner. I mean, he was a fantastic fast bowler when he was 18 remember on his uh, on his test debut picked up five wickets right five or six wickets i can't remember how many against um south africa wasn't it yeah um yeah i think so and he had a share of injuries he came back from injury he became much you know no but yeah his attitude his attitude was visible when he had that you know, back in back injury where most people would be moping sitting at home he did a degree in sports yeah. medicine or something if i'm not wrong he completed a graduation knowing you keep yourself occupied you don't worry about those things which you can't yeah. help and the things that need to be taken care of will be taken care of when time is right and he did and look where he is yeah. now he's not looking back they probably rushed him too much thinking of his potential and then they did realize that was potentially mm. wrong but he was the one that paid the price him between him and patterson yeah 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 if you remember yeah, yeah. James Patterson he was able to come back Patterson's career ended he couldn't really ever he could never capture that glory that he once had but nonetheless this guy he's come back out of that career threatening potentially career threatening injury come back to win um play well win start winning and then look where he is now so i dare say he's already mm-hmm. done quite a lot but look in theory he's he's <laughs> he's up for comparison against don bradman who didn't lose yeah. a game on tour <laughs> um richie beno alan border ricky ponting that's a terrific terrific stable of captains cricketing captains and not to forget probably somebody who will never be beaten meg lanning five world cups probably never will be beaten by any captain of any sex doesn't matter mm-hmm. will probably never be beaten so that's that's a stable you can't compare with so but all right he's done enough i would think in that way So well congratulations to the Australians that's that's all i can say at this stage on a lighter note on a lighter note hmm. maxwell hazelwood stark probably hmm. potentially travis said potentially rcb players so so look at rcb's contrib- contribution here i see to the australian team yes 
No, I mean, look at the RCB's contribution to the Indian team. They made us immune to any kind <laughs> exactly. of exactly. I did not feel I did not feel the kind of pain I should have felt as a true blue fan of Indian Indian cricket. I didn't simply because this is thanks to yeah. RCB. Come on. Look at their contribution to Indian cricket. Now but you are right. You are right. I mean, uh, in this case head a uh, starker and the XRCB players now because there's an auction yeah. coming up. I mean, uh, we know he's not he's no longer with RCB head even. So we'll see, we'll see how it um how it pans out. But well, come on. I appreciate uh, you looking for a silver lining. Uh, being an rcb fan but uh, i think mine my silver lining trumps yours simply because we are no longer even shamed ashamed we are not we are no longer even shameful we're like yeah it happens well we'll move on to the next uh, tournament let's go all right now that was the world cup so giri would you think kohli is the deserved man of the series of the world cup probably as a parting gift that would be good for him <laughs> right a bittersweet yeah. thing uh but yes i mean kohli i mean look i make all of these jokes but uh, he had a tough a yep. long tough as they say big players have such troughs but well he's bounced back up and out of it and now he's yep. truly peaking to a point where um he's the same great kohli that we always knew and appreciated and uh, well we are lucky to have witnessed his yeah. 50th uh, odi 100 live I mean, uh, right. is this his last hurrah? So, by the way, it looks like it, right? He's thirty-five. Could be. I mean, I think he has it in him to play two more seasons of Test cricket if he chooses to, and a lot longer in the T20 mm-hmm. format IPL specifically. So, I think he will go through two seasons of Test cricket at home. I think twenty twenty-four, end of twenty twenty-four mm-hmm. is where I see Kohli hanging. Twenty twenty. When did you say? Boots, but four. Okay. Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you i mean i think he probably has two more years left in him he'll probably play until 37 mm. um yeah because he's now riding on his peak um but yeah i mean i'm also thinking about the the transition for the indian cricket team because they're going to lose rohit mm. sharma uh, kohli and uh, mm. yeah the mcheteshwar pujara and rahane i'm only thinking about test cricket here sorry i'm biased Uh, Rahane and mm. Pujara are done. That's okay. As good as done, in my opinion. They might play one more yeah. season, but afterwards, you know, Correct. who else is there? I mean, of course, you have Shubman Gill, mm. you have Shreyas there, but who can yeah. win you matches abroad? Rituraj Gaikwad. Some of these people will also come. Need to come yeah. in and set themselves up, right? Gill, okay, up to a point is a proven quantity. You have, um, yeah, no, um, Gill will be the fulcrum around which they'll build a team. Yes, yes, yes. You have Rituraj Gaikwad, who's seen. Yashasvi Jaiswal has come and gone. Washington Sundar has come and gone. These are all people who will come back and stay for good. Sir Faraz Khan. <laughs> Washington Sundar. Sir Faraz Khan. I mean, yeah. I would like to see him. I would really like to see him. Try to see if he has it in him at the highest level, right? I mean, uh, he's simply bashing around domestic. bowlers in the domestic circuit, and that's not that's not anything to be laughed at. So I'm thinking he might make it even at the top. Maybe Prithvi Shaw once again. If- it can give him another chance i don't know and or mm. no, i mean mm-hmm. if he does enough i think for me prithishaw's route to the indian team is through the red ball cricket by the way mm-hmm. that's what i think yeah so what i'm saying is you know as an indian cricket team fan mm. we i mean we fans mm-hmm. should allow them a couple of years for this transition to happen 
being patient well it might happen it might happen more smoothly i mean we might notice one or two series of blips and they might right away bounce back because also look they may have lost in the final but this indian team has also transition in terms of their attitude there sort of going towards where australia mm. was probably just before you know just before steven smith uh, built that yeah. that team and then parting to go and took it to the next height so maybe they're right there i mean they're on the cusp okay. of something big as a team and a culture mm. growing up as well okay we shall look forward to that more of that all right from there if you were to go away outside of the cricketing field after outside of the world cup let me just say what is it that we hear uh, giri another bangladeshi cricketer who might become a potential politician or at least wants to become a potential politician what so will he be part about? of the same party where mushrafe murtaza is also in um, your um, mm, i don't off the no? top of my head no which party <laughs> okay. mushrafe murtaza contests from but i can tell you shakib al hasan has bought three nomination forms from the ruling bangladeshi awami league party sheikh hasina's party mujibur rahman's party and he's um, well at least he's bought nominations for three places which is interesting a uh, three constituencies must be said and first of all it was a bit interesting to see that you buy nominations but that's a discussion not for this podcast but nonetheless um if you see that you know there is a history naimur rahman who was also former captain of bangladesh washafa murtaza former captain they have transitioned into a successful political career after their playing days so i think shakib hinting at something here is a question for you I mean, the elections are supposed to happen in Jan. I mean, uh, what what are we looking at? What are we potentially seeing here, Giri? Six weeks to go. Enough preparations, do you think? We didn't see that kind of preparation anyway here I mean, in Netherlands, yeah. right? <laughs> the Dutch elections are the no, day no, after no, tomorrow. No, I mean, <laughs> we we have no real noise about mm. it, like we do in India, for example. Nah, but that's the thing. South Asia is probably a different ball game when it comes to uh, politics, and I mean, I dare say I'm. i don't know if i should be very happy with this uh, what we are seeing but in a way i'm relieved um, that there is less uh, band baja for the lack of a more uh, expressive term uh, but if you look at shakib i think he might be setting himself up sort of hinting in a year or so he'll hang up his boots for good his playing career he's going to bring it to a close while he spins up another career we know he's also a restaurateur he has some other interests outside of cricket we know it pretty well and nice to hear that you know somebody who's actually traveled worldwide who's represented his country with a lot of pride and uh, has seen enough ups and downs must be said huh? this guy this is a very experienced individual just as an individual he's seen more at the age of 35 36 than most people would have at the top of his profession being sitting out i mean forced to sit out for a year all of these things so plenty that i'm thinking he would have grown so it would be a good addition if you were to you know join the ranks of policy makers of his country giri so once you're a cricket captain in uh, all these subcontinent countries and also in australia i think you're more like mm. a statesman right so you know how to carry yourself around in um, difficult situations you know how to handle people especially um and also politics that mm. comes with it when you're playing cricket so he is not immune to a lot of those things that have gone on in his cricketing mm-hmm. career so he'll probably make use of that experience um hopefully and serve his country right. uh, well i hope and good luck to him if he does pursue that path um good luck to him I mean, he was a Absolutely. fantastic I mean he's still playing of course but 
in his prime he was probably one of the best all-rounders we've ever seen a spinning all-rounder um right so he was quite good for bangladesh um one of the m- most important players of that generation for bangladesh who um who you know helped or you who changed the mindset of the people over there that they can also win against bigger teams uh, yeah. all the uh, test playing countries right so he, i think he was part of that movement um within the team so him mm-hmm. and i think the the wicketkeeper mushfiqur rahim uh, pugnacious little guy um yes. so they, i think they were very important uh, in that uh, uh, during that era and then yeah shakib of course i mean he was world class all-rounder mm-hmm. he's on the wane but yeah i mean i don't know maybe there is also a dip and then he'll come back for one or two years no nah, i mean look uh, we don't know which way his career may actually eventually proceed and come to an end but as you say rightly i mean i have always been saying it we'll really appreciate shakib's career once it actually finishes and we set him on the shelf next to some other cricketing greats is when we'll actually realize how how uh, big his achievements are right irrespective of him playing for bangladesh irrespective of all of those things he's a fantastic fantastic cricketer and uh, well maybe he's transitioning into something that's equally important for the rest of his life and also for people from where he comes from so we wish him all the best going forward now in other news uh, there is this ongoing saga of slc board the sri lankan cricket board being suspended but they have some uh, bilateral tours they have an under 19 world cup coming up so we hear icc may take a call on which way they are going on on 21st even so any thoughts on this giri which way it may go hasn't this um, sort of a charade happened in the past as well with sri lankan cricket is it not it's not new to them right so it's just like a spring well, clean for them <laughs> hmm. well is it a clean is a question because apparently the sports minister alleges it is not it's musical chairs and uh, well he made some serious allegations against the some of the members of the um, sri lankan cricket and then so the cricket board in its infinite wisdom asked icc or hinted to icc they might as well be suspended because they are going to be well they are going to shortly lose their standing uh, in their country to run cricket so icc did the rest it's sort of i'm seeing people playing conditions making use best use of the conditions available to them rather than looking at the what is best for um, cricketers and cricket growth in that country but it, it's 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 a yeah it's a armchair critics perspective really i'm sitting so far away that i'm able to make such observations but you might be right that this has a sense of deja vu if you are a cricket fan looking at sri lankan cricket from outside in yeah i mean you, you, i don't know if you had the opportunity to listen to this uh, podcast called the ranveer show where he has done a, an interview of mutaya mulidharan mulidharan no no i heard a sri lankan sri lankan politician yeah. uh, high commissioner yeah i heard that too but i also heard not uh, this mulidharan's and he talks about hmm. uh, not his but jayasurya's tryst with sri lankan hmm. cricket politics and how much he suffered mm-hmm. <laughs> and how he was forced to leave it behind and then do other things in life so it's an interesting take on what well, happens when a you know mm-hmm. a, a sportsman a sports person um to be politically correct mm-hmm. takes over a political role and then suffers uh, while uh, trying to do good things for their country uh, for their cricketing uh, yeah no i mean it's a tough transition i mean being statesman like does not 
have to come naturally to everyone who been leaders on the field we've seen other other examples where people have made it successful but at least we think they are successful to count a few people like ranthunga in his part of the world imran khan your favorite cricketer from yesterday years as well but we'll park that on the side but we wish that this embargo comes to an end quickly everybody loves sri lankan cricket and sri lankan cricketers out there and we want them to be out there representing sri lanka and entertaining us yeah right if nothing there is always some story to be told when sri lanka play cricket and we don't want yeah. to miss out on that we don't want off field issues to really affect such a team when um on well, they have enough they provide yeah. provide us with enough <laughs> <laughs> angelo matthews is gone but okay let's leave that we wish a quick and a positive denouement of this uh situation that's currently going on um from one of your favorite cricketers to another kiri mohammad hafiz has been appointed to serve as pakistan head coach for the tour of australia and new zealand thoughts well thank you for adding him to my list of favorite cricketers by the way i hadn't not noticed that he was one uh-huh. of them isn't he called the professor isn't he Now called the know. professor for some reason in their ranks right he somebody well, who gives yes. lot of gyan mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, apparently well i know yeah, a okay. person or two like that um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, i mean what's he going to do right. there was this there was this trolling going on between uh, michael vaughn and mohammad hafiz on twitter did you catch that it was quite funny no not at all i would not follow either of them i would not okay. have the there was there was this comment by mohammad hafiz about virat kohli taking too long to score his century you know, mm-hmm. to make that 50th 50th turn in mumbai and he said kohli should take national interests you know um ahead of his personal achievements or personal goals um and there was a bit of a banter mm-hmm. between him and uh, michael won uh, and uh, the, the 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 troll part was that um <laughs> afis mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember this or not was once dismissed mm-hmm. by wrong-footed in-swinging menace as rahul dravid called it yeah makes sense i think you might be referring to a certain kohli yeah exactly so hafiz was dismissed by kohli and then uh, okay. michael won used that clip to keep trolling him on twitter and this was going mm-hmm. on and then some people on twitter they even awarded honorary citizenship mm-hmm. of india to michael won do you believe that apparently wow i mean as we are lucky those are not the people who yeah. also make the decisions <laughs> from government exactly yeah i mean but mm-hmm. uh, coming coming back to this this specific controversy i mean this specific event i would not go as far as calling it a controversy the same hafiz said in a uh, recent television show during the ongoing world cup or just before that that he would rather have the spider cam which is already present right on top of the ground focus on the coin yes, after yes. the toss has happened take it out of the match referee's hands and sort of show it to the whole world what was the call and what was the actual coin uh, which way the coin fell so i mean there is taking things seriously there is taking things too far and so on so i'm going to leave it as such that's his opinion of how things should be run on the field but i'm sure he has a very acute and a good tactical brain and he's played cricket for donkey's years he's seen cricket all over the world so do you think he's the right man to sort of guide the youngsters of pakistan cricket through slightly choppy waters because they are now having a change of captain 
they will have a new test captain and a new T20 captain, right? When they go to Australia, New Zealand, and also new chief selector, one of your other favorite cricketers, you told well, me offline. I mean, you know how much Abhiyas. I love fast bowlers, tear away fast bowlers, especially if mm-hmm. especially if they're left arm fast bowlers. Not nothing to do with him being also potentially a minister of sport Why not? in a province. Somewhere. More the merrier. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, coming okay. back to Hafiz, isn't he going to? Uh, don the roles of both a team director as well as a head coach. This is this news is from about you know, four or five days ago. So this was just like Misba. You're right. No, Mickey Arthur position has also been given. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but he's not a selector and a coach. I mean, Misba was actually selector and coach. That's probably more powerful than okay, more powerful than a team director and a coach. Look, both. Team director and a coach is still something to do with how the team performs, how the team performs, and what sort of things you do. Selectors are a different punch. So for me, I mean, probably a director and a coach's role can be combined. Maybe I think I they did that also with England, right? Yeah. Uh, with uh, who was it? Chris Silverwood, wasn't that? Silverwood was. No, but they have a one of their coaches will be one of the selectors. That's been right. tried in many places. I think. Look. Yeah, I still think fine. I mean, what I see is some new blood being injected into Pakistan management. Hafiz, coach. Yeah. Um, before that, we had seen Saklain, which was also an interesting move. Now Wahab Riyaz has been appointed selector. So some things that you can look forward to, and maybe this is for the best if you are a Pakistani cricket fan. I hope so. As you said, you know they are in rough waters right now with Babur uh, being. Mm. Uh, let go of his captaincy and all that. I hope his batting gets better and he does well for his team. Well batting. It might it might suffer a small blip, but I believe more in Babar the batter than Babar the captain. It looked a bit stilted, a little bit formulaic, frankly. So I'm happy that he's free of that burden. Having done it long enough to know, you know, that it's it doesn't have to be everybody's cup of tea. We've seen air quotes the god of cricket not being particularly successful as a captain as well. So let him just be the best batsman for the team and win test matches and win games for his team with the bat. And that's more than enough for him to do. And he's done captains. He's given it a good go. For me, Shaheen Shafridi is a wonderful mm. appointment and so is the appointment of Shan Masul, by the way. So good things I'm seeing, at least good things yeah. might be headed Pakistan's way, if you ask me. Yeah, they're traveling to Australia, right? Next for the test series. Yeah, Exactly. So. Oh, you mean summer? I meant actually results on the field as well. All right. From that, okay. uh, before we sign off, they've appointed yet another of your favorite cricketers as captain of the Indian T20 team. What's going on? You seem to have all your favorite cricketers in all the right places, Giri. Surya Kumar Yadav, captain of the Indian T20 team for uh, at least a short term against Australia. As I said the other time, you know, the credit truly goes to you because you keep adding <laughs> more well, names to my list. Uh, you don't against have to my be so own modest, will, right? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I I do like Suri Amin. Uh, I I do. I mean, my list is so big, you know. Like it's it's so it's so big. I can't there remember how many names there are. So thank you for reminding mm. me again. Anyway, mm. um, Surya is a good player, of course. I mean, uh, I I don't know his uh, captaincy credentials. I know he has captained his home uh, team okay. or domestic okay. in Mumbai for thirty odd occasions, something like that. Uh, but uh, at least that's better than Jadeja, I hope, because we had the yeah. debacle with Jadeja and CSK, right? so it's not at least like that. Um, I was more, I was hoping, you know, hmm. uh, to see a youngster given a chance. 
um, without any uh, anything being expected in return. Um, so somebody like uh, Rutiraj Gaikwad, who did captain India in the Asia Cup, by the way. He's the vice captain in the series. Yeah, but why not just play Rutiraj Gaikwad as a captain and let Surya Kumar Yadav play under him? Why not? That mm-hmm. I mean, of course. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm not deciding these matters. Uh, but okay, good luck to Surya Kumar Yadav. And then I, I guess Shreya Sayer joins the team for the last couple of okay. matches and he will become the vice captain taking over mm. from uh, Rutiraj Gaikwad. Right, so... And we have those youngsters like Yashasvi uh, Jaiswal and uh, Washington Sundar, uh, Ishan Kishan. And uh, who was the keeper? I think there was a different keeper. I can't remember who the keeper was. Jitesh Sharma. Jitesh Sharma, yeah. And hmm. sadly, and I, I, I have to say hmm. this, sadly, there is no place for Sanju Samson. Still. Yet again. Yet again. That's, that is a bit of a, that's a bit of an unfortunate thing. I would have thought... If any time, this would have been a perfect time uh, for him to have given another yeah. go to see if he can uh, make it his own. Apparently, he needs to score 300s in three games to stay in the team. Okay, Maybe That's what he'll do next time. Okay. Well, unfortunately, the similar thing happened to Robin Uthapa, you mm. remember. So, I mean, I mean, maybe there were other reasons unbeknownst to us. Okay. But I feel the same is happening to... Um, uh, Sanju Samson. He's going to be 29 or almost 30 now, pushing 30. I hope he gets one big chance. Uh, he can still be a hussy, right? Well, why not? I mean, maybe play four or five years of cricket and then be the exactly. best during that period. So Why not think like that? But I think, I mean, maybe there are things going on behind the scenes which we don't know what he said about Robin Utapa. Maybe he's actually injured or not in a good position to take his place in the 11. And therefore, they simply didn't consider him. We'll never know these things, right? Because there's so much going on. I, of all the people, I don't think there is any grudge or maybe some like some other player, some attitude issues or something. I don't hear of that or I don't read that anywhere. So I just think it might be just maybe he's he'll come again. He's young enough. I know for sure that he'll not be discarded. It's not like he's like Prithvi Shaw where a lesson or two might need to be learned off off the field. But yeah. It's, it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to understand what's going on. I agree with you, unfortunately. All right, those were all the cricketing news I had in mind, both on and off the field. Uh, it's been lovely chatting with you. I mean, the chemistry that we once used to be able to regularly exhibit is on show temporarily. I would love to have you again on the podcast, Giri, whenever you can make time for it. Sure, I mean, it was lovely um, talking to you again. I mean, it's been a while. I think. I was here for the 200th episode, I yes. remember. And uh, there have been a few of them between then and now. Um, always a good, uh, you know, um, I always have a good time chatting with you uh, about cricket in general. Mm. And I'm looking forward to the test cricket yes. season, which is going to start uh-huh. soon. And I hope to be, I'm, I hope to make some time for um, you know, continuing this uh, chatting uh, over cricket with you. I mean, let's see how it goes. Uh, I have to look at the calendar, but then uh, I'm sure we can work something out. Uh, but it was very good. No? Wrap up the World Cup and India and everything. So, loved it. Irrespective of having another guest, I would always welcome you on the show. So, I'm sure I also speak for the listeners of the show when I say you're always welcome. So, thank you. Well, thanks a lot. Um, would you like to plug any social media handles or something else? No, no. <laughs> I don't have anything. I mean, I can only plug. Uh, no, nothing. I was going to say, uh, I was going to share a list of my favorite cricketers, but I don't have that ready yet. So when I do that, I will oh, share Oh, don't it. worry. 
Oh, don't worry. I'll take care of it. <laughs> We've run out of stories, or else you would have had more to recount. But all right, coming back. Um, well, we wish all our listeners a good day, wherever they may be listening from. Thank you for your patronage. We hope to have you again listening to us in the upcoming episodes as well. Having said all that, it's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from him. Bye bye. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.